myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe Hi, welcome along to Steve Rea's True Crime Podcast. Delighted to welcome Cookie back. How are you, mate? I'm fine. How's you? Hi, good, mate. Very good. Uh, good to good. have you back on and uh, talking about a subject which I think we're all sick in the back teeth of, but uh, have to oh. have to address a few things. And um, you know, we built up a we built up a decent relationship. I think just off the back of you know getting to each other, Cookie. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we've put out the interview with you and Davy Glover. Um, you know, uh, last week the. You know the the one we're showing at what I think will be out mid June. We've you know we've got to know each other, chatted about various things, and we just thought it'd be a good idea to get together um, mm-hmm. on on a show tonight and and ask mm-hmm. a few questions directly to you stuff which we didn't really get a chance to cover with Davy because you know Davy had a lot to say and and I think he's got a lot more to say as well. He's mm-hmm. um, you know certainly uh, very keen to, to get his side of the story out. So I've knocked up a few questions and um, I'm just. You know, just going to free base with them and, and see see mm-hmm. where we'll go. So, first question, Cookie, is basically, you know, you watched what was going on from it from a distance. You decided to go up to to see Paddy and, and go into the shed and 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 you know see him again. You know, somebody who you knew quite well from the West End. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, things didn't quite work out as you expected. So, I guess my first question is: when you left his shed and, and got back to the real world why did you you choose to come and talk to me and what and, and why get yourself involved with you know maybe the seer side of things as opposed to paddy's well uh i felt that it was maybe it's important for us to come and see us and talk what had happened and to tell you what had been going on because i felt like the lies that was being pushed onto us and the pressure that was being heaped onto us. I mean, I went up there and in good faith and I just faced loads of lies and manipulation. And I, I, I felt I had to come and talk about that, especially when there's like Viv Graham being mentioned and how I'm some sort of material witness to that, you know? And... I felt that I've I've got nothing to hide with all that. So me going and sitting talking to you face to face is proving that 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 there's no truth behind this at all. Because if there was, I wouldn't be going sitting talking to anybody about this. When you, you say know? material witness, what do you what do you mean? What what was he what was he trying to to get you to do? How did he manipulate he, you? He was right. He was trying to get. This is what his goal was. His he was trying to get me to uh, admit to, to make a statement to people like James English on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, that the Sears fam that I met with Michael and Stephen Sears, uh, and they confessed to Viv's murder in front of me. That's wow. what he's. Now, yes, it's quite powerful. It's it, it it's absolutely shocking because I feel ill. Talk just talking about Viv, you know, because it's a victim. He's a victim. That's why, and because of my victims, 
Uh, and he knows, Paddy knows this. Paddy knows this. Did he ask you to do this once or was this a regular thing that he asked you to do, Cookie? You see, what you've got to understand with Paddy, right, is that he likes to, he always encouraged everybody around him to use that the initiative, right? So, like, if he bad-mouthed anybody, if he bad-mouthed anybody, anybody around him would take that as an order to go and bully, you know? So that's the way he would started off with this approach with me, right? But when he asked us a direct question about where I was on the night that Viv Graham was shot, uh, his face dropped when I told him that I was in prison, that I was in custody. And he was like saying, <laughs> so you weren't with Glover at all? You didn't see Glover at all on on." On, on that New Year's Eve, I says no. I was so you were in lower. prison. You were in prison. Were, were you in for your for your index offence? No, no. For a different offence. No, I was in for an, a different offence. It was a street robbery and reckless driving. Wow. Yeah. So just to, just to spell this out for people watching, okay? You were asked by Paddy Conroy to commit perjury, I guess, mm -hmm. to lie. Um, on a on a on a podcast or two, Sean Atwood and James English being the two one, two of the mm -hmm. biggest in the UK, mm -hmm. um, to say that Michael and Stephen carried out a murder when in fact they didn't, and mm -hmm. your from your perspective, you felt really pressured into that by Paddy. Yes, and yeah. you were in prison when this mm -hmm. actually took place. So. He picked oh, the wrong yeah. person. So you're saying his face actually dropped when he realised the big rick that he'd actually made? Aye, absolutely. And that's where I think he changed tactic with the how they confessed to me later on after the offence and stuff uh, took place. You know, uh, Steve, it was... The way he goes about it, it's... it. You know, because you've got to understand, he drilled me for... 68 hours a day, man. About bad mouth in the Sears, talking to I mean, if it, I mean, he, he, he tried to try to convince me that the Sears is what informants, right? And then after he drilled us with all that, he's telling us he's opening, he's talking about murder cases, he's talking, he, he, he's, he, he's really. Putting it on thick about a lot of the crimes that happened in the in in the West End. Well, not in the that well allegedly committed by crime families in the West End. Uh, he's telling me about all them and who was involved and all this and just how that how they got caught and who's been informing on this one, who's been informing on that one, and he pointed it all towards the Sears family. So, so the big question I'm going to ask you there is then. Did he ever show you any evidence? He goes on about having evidence in the shed and it's here and it's there. Has he ever showed you any evidence on that, Cookie? No, no. Well, that's that's what I mean. I mean, it's physically ill because, Steve, man, you don't understand, man. The lies that he was wanting me to go on YouTube and talk about the Sears family was disgusting 
It was soul, soul destroying. I couldn't do it, especially after everything that I've done and put myself through. And then to go up there looking for some sort of find some, you know, someone to work with, with rehabilitation, try and move forward in a positive way, try and wind things down positive in as positive way as we can with the Sears family and move away from all that. And it was like he was trying to regress his back with all the lies. And it just, it, I, I walked away every single time I walked away from there. I was physically ill and emotionally. How, how did you feel talking about Stephen and the Sears family and me? Because obviously I became a big target of, mm -hmm. you know, of his as well. Continue, continues to this day to mm -hmm. target me with malicious lies, mm -hmm. defamation of character, how did you feel, you know, being forced to do that? Well, I think that you can see on my videos, you know, uh, that I've done with Paddy because they were just put on us. I had agreed to do some videos with him, but I wanted to do them properly, you know, and and and, and uh, have like a good we a good conversation stuff about stuff. But no, he just put it straight on us, and. Uh, the, the the lies, the homophobic stuff that he was hired towards you, Steve, right? Mm -hmm. And he was trying to use your autobiography to try and justify the, uh, his homophobia and stuff like that. I mean, it's you're what he's wanting to emotionally destroy you, emo to emotionally destroy you. That's what he's after doing, and I just didn't feel comfortable with that at all. You know, mm. uh, and and then the Sias family, right? To make up lies, right? And talk about the Sias family in such a negative way. Felt that was just sending us over the edge. Where I felt, oh, I could really get into bad trouble here if 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 I if I go on YouTube and start telling lies the way he wants me to talk about this the Sias family. Uh, this is not happening. It's just not happening. And it's like, Steve, I wasn't joking, you know. You know, when I first come on the podcast with you, with Decker, mm -hmm. and I see, I, I know absolutely nothing about the Sears family. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't high level enough to get involved on that level with, with, with any of that with them. I was with Davey all the time. You know, and the only time I wasn't with Davey is when Paddy Conroy pulled him away, right, to put him in an extreme violent situation that he needed solving. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned that he drilled you for 68 hours um, and, and, you know, try to almost, I guess, force his narrative into your mind. Do you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is something which clearly upset you and, and you were uneasy with. Um when you left the shed, he, he started making bizarre claims about you being an informant, that he knew you were an informant right from the start of your visits to the shed. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, is your, what is your views on that? Well, if I wasn't, if, if, if he knew that I was an informant right from the start, I'll just play along with that, right? Then why did he sweet grass and tell me business? Uh, about the West End, 
about the Sears family, about a lot of other people in the West End as well. You know, if he if he thought that I was a grass, why was he telling me all this stuff? You know, it just goes, it just backs up what I was saying. You know, he thought he was negotiating with the police when I come to that shed. Full stop, period. That's what he thought. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and... Go on, Steve. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, this is the kind of interview I would like to have done when we first met, but I didn't really, mm. we didn't really know each other. And obviously we've got to know each other, we've met mm. each other now. I, I guess the question I'll ask you now is, um, you know, the, the evidence side of things, you know, just to reiterate it again for the watching public, you have never been shown any evidence by Paddy Conroy about anything that he says, and and ultimately that, for me, you know, no. speaks volumes. It's it's simply him for six to eight hours, telling you you need to say this, you need to mm. say that. I mean, you know, mm. the biggest one, of course, mm. is trying to get you to go on a podcast and say that X and Y and Z were involved in a murder. But mm. there's no evidence. He showed me absolutely no evidence at all of if if this. You know, he, he knows as much about the Sears family as I do, which is not. Do you think the Sears live in these? Do you think the Sears family live in his head? Absolutely, twenty four seven a day, twenty four hours a day. They they live in his his head. I mean, it's it really is obsession to the point where it's crazy how it's part of the offending behaviour. You know, it mm. really is because we have to believe our own lies you know we have to believe in things that are untrue you know for we to justify what we're doing mm. Steve you got attacked a, a person the other night no no I believe that Paddy behind Paddy's behind that mm. you know he wants to hurt people and attack them emotionally and destroy them and that's what he's that's I've lost me Fred there, Steve. I've lost me Fred there. No, no, you, no. I, I've just said, did the, did the Sears live in his head? And you said yes. Absolutely. So I guess my next question to you would be: Do you think his head's gone? Do you think he's? Do you think he's lost the plot? Yes, I do. Yeah, have you seen the the, the levels he's sinking to? Mm -hmm. You know, he's. I mean, he's he's talking about getting me wanting me locked up for a theft of a book and <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The book, the book, the book itself was gifted to you, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. He, 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 I mean, he'll use anything he can to manipulate the situation, right? And because I'm going, I'm speaking the truth around my experience in that shed, mm -hmm. right? It, 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 it destroys what he's got to say. Mm -hmm. It really does. It just reinforces. I mean. Getting back to your question, why did I choose to come and to come and see yous? Right? It's how the Sears family, how you, the Sears, Stephen Sears in particular, has responded to Paddy and all his abuse. You know, I mean, I, I mean, yes, you can see that there's been there's been some angry feeling vented on YouTube. But the you've be, been very humble about the whole situation, and you could more than match him to sink in the levels and high and dirt back at Paddy, but you haven't. 
Because really there's no, because there's no need to. I mean, it, it can you know look St- Stephen in particular. Um, is, you know he's up to fight him not once but twice. Uh, for charity, it, you know, three D Fight Club. Uh, uh, you know, recently he wanted to do that. You know, it's never going to happen. He would never do it. You know, he's a coward, no, he and he would never, he would never step foot in a ring with Stephen. He blames a hernia. Stephen's got a hernia. Stephen would happily do it. You know, and get, donate all the money to charity. But that's never going to happen. And I think we all knew that. Um, David Fraser, Frankie Fraser's son, uh, offered him an opportunity years ago, and he knocked it back. Then that's when his problem with me started because David Fraser. Um, you know, basically said that I had asked him to ask Paddy if he would do the fight. And that's when he targeted me. He went onto his Facebook page. He said, I'm going to fight Steve Wraith. I'm not going to fight Steven Sears. I'm going to fight Steve Wraith. And um, he hastily took it down two hours later. But I got a screenshot of that. And from my perspective, my problems then started. I've got the message from him where he threatens us. He said, I'll catch up with you and I'll see you. Um and I've got all that. And again, that is just put aside for a rainy day uh, with a person or people that I can trust to keep hold of that. Mm-hmm. Have I ever been to the police about it? Have I ever complained about it? No, I, I'm not going to do that. I will sit on it. I'll keep it. If anything happens to me, anything happens to me, property, any ha- anything happens to that, there's only one person to blame. There's only one person, Northumbria Police, will go and see. And that's him. And he will get locked up and he will go back to jail and he will rot in there for whatever he does. And his associates who are who are involved with him. Again, the same will happen. Everything has been documented, everything has been kept, and this whole YouTube scenario has been recorded and watched by thousands of people. And ultimately for me, do I sit here and worry about it? Am I bothered about him and his associates and the people he's got around him? No, I'm not. I did the doors for 18 years. It's no different to that situation. Mm-hmm. Difference is then that I was on the door facing people and having to deal with them like that. Mm-hmm. You say he's trying to mm-hmm. emotionally destroy people, including me. Mm-hmm. I, I probably agree. That may be what his goal is. Mm-hmm. He's trying to defame me character. He thinks that I think I'm famous. I don't think I'm famous mm-hmm. at all. I'm, I'm well known in certain fields, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. ultimately that's it. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like a childlike mentality where he's accusing people of grotesque and bizarre sexual acts. It's a fantasy. He giggles like a little girl when he when he tells he tells these little stories about, you know, um, this happened and that happened. And it's almost as if he's picturing it in his mind whilst he's in this drug-like psychosis. And he fantasizes about it before he goes to sleep, lying alongside his wife. He, you know, maybe he makes love to his wife, thinking of me or Stephen. That 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 really is possible. Yeah, I genuinely believe that that is possible. Um, and if that's mm-hmm. his thing, you know, good luck to him. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. he does it with the, the you know, the, some of the people who visit him in the shed. I really don't know. Um, I mean, you know, he clearly isn't smoking tobacco, Cookie. Uh, I presume that he is, you know still heavily smoking, you know, uh, drugs within that pipe thing? Well, he's definitely smoking something. That's for sure. And it's not tobacco. Look, <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Cookie, you know the people of the West End. What's the opinion of Conroy and his behaviour? They're absolutely embarrassed about it. Mm. You know, a lot. I think a lot of people would like to share their story and stuff and that about the West End. But they've looked and seen what's happened, what Paddy's done. And, I've, you know, and they just feel so embarrassed about 
about what he's been doing. He, the McIntyre thing was like a huge embarrassment at the West End. It really was. Uh, but he's, it's like he's... I don't know. I believe he is trying to emotionally destroy you. And I believe that he's trying to uh, destroy the CR's family. And he's trying to bring violence onto the streets as well through his YouTube channel. You know, you really do believe that he's trying to bring... Dealing with the situation. You, you believe he's trying to bring violence onto the streets or inside violence? I do believe he's trying to incite violence on the streets, yes, I do. Yeah, because he can't get his own way with me and manipulators. So I believe that's what he's done. I think there's been there's been consequences go on for, for certain members of his family that mm. have got absolutely nothing to do with him at all or want anything to do with what he's doing on YouTube. You know? Yeah, you mentioned that, and we won't mention names because we no. don't want to. We don't want to, you know, bring other people into this. That it's not their argument, as you say, no. they're embarrassed. But that brings us, yeah. I guess, to to me next question, and then and, and that's do any of the Conroy family, who I again I've mentioned it on my podcast many many times, have respect for. I've known a lot mm. of them over the years. They're you know a good family, good West End family. Um, do any of them support him in what he's saying? No, none of them at all. As far as I, as far as I can gather on the street, nobody supports him at all. None of his family and nobody on the street supports him. And this isn't here, because person. you you see some of them. You see some of them. You you see some of them. You've spoken to some of them this week, mm -hmm. um, have, and, yes. and they're embarrassed, aren't they? Yeah, they're absolutely embarrassed. That they're, they're not. They're more. They're horrified. Some of them are horrified that they've been used in such a way. They can't kind of believe it, man. They can't, they're, they're like, Stephen, no, this is not happening. You know, I don't want to go too much into conversation, but, you know, the, 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 they're horrified that their names are being used in such a way. And that's the truth, Steve. That's that's the truth. I, I've not been threatened by nobody. Nobody. The difference between you and him is you can walk around the west end of Newcastle, any part of Newcastle. Mm. And people stop you and have a chat. Um, mm. You know, <laughs> this is the bizarre thing, you know, and it's why ultimately I've kept quiet for five months. I said I would stop in December mm -hmm. making any return videos and, mm. and I didn't watch them. I genuinely didn't watch them. People go, mm. ah, I bet you did. I don't. I've got no. somebody who watches them, mm -hmm. downloads them, keeps them, puts them away for that rainy day I keep talking mm. about. And, and ultimately... The only thing that really started me off again in recent weeks was to, you know, to put to bed this whole doxing of the address and getting other mm -hmm. people involved, you know. Mm -hmm. And we all know who they are. We're not going to name them. There's a male mm -hmm. and a female who are enabling somebody who clearly is suffering from a mental psychosis, a jealousy of other people, and somebody who has got bizarre sexual obsessions. One of the people who is, is obviously working with him is clearly having a jolly at his expense. And the other person who is clearly somebody who, you know, is happy to, to enable both of them. Um, mm. These people are putting themselves in a bit of a position because when the law comes tumbling down, mm -hmm. those people are going to be connected. And that is, yeah. going to be the, that is going to be the big issue. I've got to ask mm. you, when you were up there, um, do you really think that there's police hidden cameras watching Paddy's farm? Absolutely, yes. 
You do? I, a, I do, yeah. I think there's a good half a dozen focused, a good at least six up there watching his form. I believe if anybody goes anywhere near Paddy, even just to torment and tease him or anything like that, there'll be consequences. There'll be legal consequences. So I would advise nobody to engage with Paddy in any kind of negative way at all. You know, it's just the it's the wrong thing to, to do. The and I would and I would heavily there. back what you've said there because ultimately there's no point in doing it. Do not do anything like that because mm -hmm. you know from from our perspective we've handled ourselves. You mentioned it earlier in a particular way. We've made professional videos. We've put our responses out. We've kept our tongue, um, and that is the way we continue mm -hmm. to do. And as I said, I've ignored it for five months. I've come back. Mm -hmm. I've made a couple of videos, put them out there. And now I'll just sit back again. That's my plan um, over the next couple of weeks to just, you know, switch off from the whole, you know, farce again. I will continue to report them to YouTube. I will continue to report the videos, as will the other people who do that. Eventually, YouTube might take some action, but we will wait and see. But it's interesting that you believe there's police hidden cameras up there. Oh, yes, I'm convinced. They are. I spent nights up there. I spent a good four nights up there, you know, and yeah. Because of the lies that was being being talked about in his shed, it had me thinking. So I was up all night looking about and everything. So I know that there's cameras up there. What do you think? What do you think his missus makes of all this? You've you've clearly met her. You clearly know what kind of woman she is. Um, you know, is she behind all of this? Is she no, supportive? No, what what, no. what is the relationship between the two of them? I think she's horrified. I believe she's horrified with the situation. I don't. She, I don't believe that she supports Paddy in any kind of way, with his antics on on YouTube, and has been the one who's tried to convince him the most not to go on YouTube. That's what I think. She's a really lovely woman. She really is. She's a lovely woman. She's a lovely, kind soul. I've got to ask you, the farm, is it his? I don't know. I, do, I honestly don't know. Mm. You know, I don't... I, <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> it might have been took off him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. It always has been his, though. Right, as far as I can remember, it was Pad's farm, I... Okay. So if the doubt happened over the years and he's lost ownership or something with it, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, since you got involved with Paddy in the shed, have you ever felt threatened by the Sears family or the Conroy family? No, I've never. That's the thing. I've never been, I've never felt threatened at all, you know, because I knew that one, I knew that the Sears family knew that he was talking absolute crap and that there was no foundation in what he was saying. And the and I know and secondly the Conroy family uh, have repeatedly said on the streets for many years now, right? What exactly what they think of Paddy and they want nothing to do with him. Interesting. The image that Conroy gives of the Sears and their associates. You've lived in the West End for a long time. Does that image exist? No. No. They're known as good people. They're known as they're known as good villains. You know, yeah, that that they're, they're up there. The, uh, 
Stephen definitely stepped over uh, Paddy. Definitely stepped over him. Uh, and Paddy cannot stand that, you know. Paddy had his chance. He could have come out and done good things. He, de he decided not to. He decided to carry down bitterness. Whereas the Sears family just, you know, always they've done what they've done. You know, they've been... They haven't got a bad name, the way Paddy Sears. Yeah, they've been ruthless criminals when they've needed to be, but every criminal has. With regards to the David Glover interview that we did last week, Glover said that when they all got arrested, that's their firm, uh, his firm that he was running with, at the Oz nightclub incident, the whole firm signed up to the police inform, like, informers register, if you like. Mm -hmm. That was something that Davey actually said. Um, I guess <laughs> the question I'm going to ask you is, who really is the Winter Hill gunman? Well, that's, that's, that's correct. I mean, going off what Davey says, which I believe is true, the Winter Hill gang was Paddy's gang. And he's, I mean, as you can see over the, over, it's been over a year now, how he's pushed his issues on other people, you know? And I think he's just turned the tables. That's all he's done. I think he's turned the tables. Everybody around him, he knew was a police informant, I believe, right? And he was, he was, giving instruction to the police through them. That's what I believe. You know, I, I the Winter Hill gang. Well, the first time I was up that form, he was going on like he was the Winter Hill gang, to tell you the truth. You know, the crack that was coming out of him, it was like, aye, that he had been the informant, the top informant, and tried to, Try to be number one in 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 the West End, in Newcastle by bringing down everybody else, and that's what I that's what I believe. I believe what went on with Davy. I believe Davy was manipulated a hell of a lot, a hell of a hell of a lot. I'm not just manipulation of a mentally ill guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, Davy on a regular basis was was used by Paddy, you know, to putting in situations where extreme violence may or may not have taken place, but he would, he had to deal with all that. He could have been facing life sentences, you know, twice a week. You know, that's the way things were. And, well, it all speaks for itself. Doesn't I've it? spoken on this show before. The nickname that he gives Stephen, Shady, is his nickname as well. I mean, it's a well-known mm -hmm. fact that he was asked mm -hmm. to do a job um, a getaway driver, he botched it up and he drove over somebody's foot and broke their foot, botched the aye. whole job and the, his nickname in the West End was Shady. Aye, aye, that's true. Uh, he panicked and drove over someone's foot and then shooting ball at them afterwards and blamed them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to understand what party, right? Part of his manipulation, right? I mean, when he's when he's talking crap and trying to drill me about the Sears family and all that, right? 
He's if I say the word will, if, right? He can raj, he can raj even if I say the word if, you know, like, well, if this Yazis were like that, party, that would be it. He'd go raj, you know. So throughout his whole life, uh, adult life, everybody who's been around him hasn't been able to tell him the truth. So mm -hmm. he's been told lies to keep Paddy calm. So Paddy doesn't blow a gasket and start wanting to just chin people for no reason at all when it can be sorted out sensibly. No, Paddy had to be told lies so he wouldn't burst a blood vessel and start chinning every start chinning all, all the people he knew we could chin around him and bully. And that's what it was like. You know, it was the same thing in the shed. You know, the only violence I've ever really felt about this, you know, is that the pitchfork in the shed when I was disagreeing with him and he's looking at it and I thought, oh, my God. Is it, I hope he doesn't try and pick that up and stab me with it, you know. Uh, and I felt like that a few times in there, you know. So the only time I've ever felt threatened in this whole situation was them times when I was either trying to get him to empathise, right, and not be homophobic and understand where he's being homophobic. He's looking at the pitchfork, right? Eventually, he starts calling his gear because I'm trying to get him to empathise with people, you know. I tried to empathise with his situation, his whole situation, and I just got, well, you've seen, I've been accused of having horrible images on my phone, right? He's accused us of being a, a grass, a super grass, running around the West End, trying to inform on everybody back when I was on the street. You know, it's just, the list will just gone on. But it doesn't bother me, you know, it doesn't bother me, you know, because at the end of the day, I've done loads of bad things in my life, you know, so it's only fair that I have to forgive anybody who's done anything bad to me in my life, I forgive them, right? And I, I even forgive Paddy Conroy for, for doing what he's done with us over the last few months. You know, but I will never be his friend, but I don't forgive him. Where does his obsession come with homosexuality? Why do you think there's this need to to you know to concentrate on on gay sex? Does he is it is it is it a childlike thing? Is it you know like you know when you're seven and eight, you know, you you use you know something like that because you're not educated enough to know right from wrong and, you know, no, you I use don't. it as a way of taunting somebody in the school playground. Or is it, is it more, is it more, I don't know, is it, is it deeper than that? Is this, is this something underlying with them? What, what's your views on that? Well, I think, I think, I don't think it's a childlike thing where it's born with ignorance, ignorance and all that. I don't believe it's that. I believe it is a, a, a more deeper thing i mean there's a, a terrible history in in britain with where, where people who are ashamed of their sexuality and how they go on go on like that and behave because of that shame for their sexuality and mm. i think it's more linked with that that side of things mm. I yeah i mean it's that. i mean it, it, steve it really is it's it's bad he thinks about it all the time i mean to come up with stuff what he's said so far it's totally homophobic, you know, I mean, to the point he's trying to prove that 
hates gears and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it, there's no need for it. It's disgusting, no. and um, you know, there's no place for it really on mm. on YouTube for me, and uh, especially in you know in this day and age. And I've heard mm. him. Um, obviously, I've watched a couple of his videos the last couple of weeks, and he, even he gives himself a check. You know, there's probably some laws against saying this. You know, but sadly on YouTube at the moment there isn't enough laws to you know to have this kind of you know horrendous uh, homophobic you know talk taken down. You know, it's obsessional. You're not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not a cross-dresser. You're not a cross-dresser. But sadly, <laughs> you know, the obsession that he has, I, I seriously believe he has mm -hmm. some kind of kink. And, and, and so stupid. He's so stupid. Why would he think that calling me gay would upset us? Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, it's, it's so... It, I mean, <laughs> or I wear a dress. Or anything yeah. like that. I mean, why would it upset us? That's why I asked you if you thought it was like childlike kind of uh, behaviour. You know, maybe mm -hmm. he just hasn't hasn't grown up properly, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I find it bizarre that he's managed to find another person who is, you know, equally that way, you know. that. But uh, the old saying is birds of a feather flock together, you know. And the character traits of the two people who are spending a lot of time in that shed together at the minute are very similar, you know, that they are you know, constantly talking about the same thing. And um, we've seen it. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks, though. You mentioned a bit earlier about how when you were in there, he turned on you and you were worried and he, he was looking at the pitchfork. We've seen a couple of times in the last couple of weeks him speaking to other people in the shed in exactly the same way in that kind of dismissive, aggressive, mm -hmm. I'm right, you're wrong kind of way. You know, that mm -hmm. manipulation is still mm -hmm. very much part of his character. And those people who were involved with him are still feeling the wrath of his, if he's not getting, you know, a yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Mm -hmm. That's right, because he's been, I think he's been feeling some betrayal going on here. He feels like everything's coming down on him because me and Davey done that interview with you. There's been a few mm -hmm. things going on that started bring the shine the true light on on all these issues that he brought to YouTube that you brought to YouTube Paddy you know uh it's and 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 after I start you know had something to say about he said that the other night to you because he needed to prove to to Paddy right that he's not been communicating behind the scenes with his so-called enemy you yeah. know and trying to prove his loyalty and stuff like that's what that was all about because yeah. you've seen the conflict going on in the shed. This is my channel. I'll see what goes on this channel, not ye. That was it. That was it. I knew what was going on between him and and it's only gonna get worse, right? And Tony's only gonna have to give and give and give and give and give and give till it ends either up nastily or I don't know the split ways, but I can see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that coming. Uh, you know, as well. To, to be honest, do you believe he's an informer? Is 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 my next question. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Why would he? But why would he? If he's convinced, he was convinced that I'm that I'm a police informer, and that I was going into the going onto his farm and his shed to negotiate on the police's behalf, and then him telling me all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's proved it to me. So, you know, that's that, 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 you know, you can't see it any more than that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The real, the real Winterhill gang, I think it lands at his door. It's at his door. Talking about himself. The real whitey, the real shitey bulger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Party. Mm-hmm. Davey came on, of course, and did our podcast. What What's the feeling that he got after doing that? You know, I mean, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've put it together. We got him there. He seemed mm-hmm. quite relaxed and seemed very happy mm-hmm. as he went home. You know, how has he been since then? Uh, he's been feeling quite positive about the whole situation. Uh, with it, with our podcast and that, he, 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 he was, he, he's, he's feeling very positive about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he spoke further on a video, you know, and uh, we're just sitting, talking. We kind of get his book together, started, started putting stuff together. Uh, we're kind of move forward on all these issues with Davy uh, concerning his book and that, you know. But yeah, no, he's in great spirits and feels absolutely great about doing the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. And what about you, Cookie? You're, you're busy writing, you know, and putting together the the, the book mm-hmm. and the YouTube channel still going from strength to strength. It is, it is, and uh, long may it continue. I'm hoping to put more put more positive material out on my channel. Hopefully, collaborate with a few more uh, podcasters and do some good things and have some fun on YouTube as well as bring awareness to prison reform and prisoners getting proper reform in prison. Well, one more question just about the shed and that, you know, again, no names, uh, please. But, you know, when you went up there, you, how, how long did you go up there for? Did you say it was a, a three-month period? <clears throat> the first time I did, the first time it was about, it was anything from, I think it was about four, four to six months that I was up there and I was up there nearly every day. Mm. Right. And this is when he was in the caravans, wasn't in the shed. He was in these big, long static caravans on the land and the, and he had to rip them down. And that's when he moved into the shed and started smoking in the shed and stuff. And, uh, and then he bored us, he bored us the first time, made up a really bizarre story about us, bored us, and the second, and he invited us up the second time. And as you know, you know from from the video, from the videos from the first day I was there, because he pulled us straight on a video. As soon as I, I think it was either that day or the next day, he put me on a video. I remember, you know, yeah, I remember, I remember hearing your voice first, and then I remember that bizarre day where he went out and he put you in the chair, and you were sitting there, and you were a bit like a cat in the headlights. You didn't really know what to say. Well, that's right. I mean, he's wanting me to tell lies about the Siazis, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's naughty that, man. You didn't date, yeah, man. You didn't date stuff like that unless you want trouble. You know? Were you up there, were I, you up there when Decker Heggie, when Decker Heggie interviewed him? Where, or when no, he was, no. were, were you involved when he was, when he was negotiating that? No, no. no. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have brought anybody from outside into the situation. When I went up there, I was under the the illusion that there was nobody else was involved uh, and that we would sort this out. You know, and that's why I thought we could wind this thing down and keep it in house, not spread it all. I like he's done and try to 
get get people on board with his lies, you know, and because I wouldn't agree they've done nothing with that guy, full stop. Again, without naming names, do you get many? Did he get many visitors when he was when he was up there? And you know, is is that is you know when you were there with him, was there many people popping up? And you know, what what kind of people were there? There was not one single person turned up when I was there, but there had but there had been times when I turned up unannounced, and like he hadn't had time to clear up, so there had been people there, and that's when I thought, oh, you know, there's other people involved, yeah. Aye, uh, and that's where I think it was. You know, well, yeah, I think you know now. But I never met anyone else apart from Barry up there, really. We well, saw so in the in the early days of his YouTube channel, he was quite keen to get out and about and going out in the car. Is that is that a bit of a test for him? Do you think? Do you think he's, you know, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, you can walk around the streets and you know you meet people, mm. you see people, you can go for a coffee or a, you know a drink mm. in town or go for a meal or whatever you want to do. You know, your your life's your own. Is that something he can do comfortably? No, I believe that he thinks everybody's watching him. I think for a lot of years, this is why I am concerned about his health, his mental health, because I think for most of his, for a lot, a lot of years, he's think people are trying to kill him and stuff like that. And that's just carrying on. You know, he was making the stuff that I would say, but I didn't want it because he thought that there's been hitmen at the farm in the last, well, run about when I, when I went up to the shed. He was telling us, there were certain hitmen had come up to the farm. I didn't want to mention names. It's not fair. And he's he's wanting to bring everybody into it. Steve, it's not just about the CRs as well. He's wanting to bring everybody. It's only a matter of time before he brings everybody into it. That's where all this Don Graham thing and all that's heading towards, you know. And it's just... Well, I mean, I, I really do not understand the whole Don Graham thing and the connection that he's trying to level at the, at the you know, the feet of others. Um, I, I've got to be honest, I did laugh when I heard him say magnet fishing the other day. It's, it beats fly fishing by J.R. Hartley. But, I mean, this whole thing about magnet fishing and trying to get a belt buckle and uh, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it's like the land of... It's just a land of fantasy and the land of make-believe, isn't it? And, you know, the, these places have been looked at. They were looked at by the police, I think, from what I've I've heard from other people, you know, back in the day. Oh. But, you know, again, is that just... Do you think he's just saying this and doing it to keep the interest going on the channel? Maybe he's going to build up subscribers and build up interest? That's what it's all about. It's all about him trying to grab back what he thinks he lost, you know? Uh, fair enough, he might... Uh, he, he, he might have been like top bully around, around certain areas where I'm from, but uh, he's, he's not that now, you know? He's not that now. He's just... It's pure fantasy, the whole lot. When it comes to Don's farm, I mean, Steve, you know, forensic, forensic people have crawled all over that, you know, and he... He's building the momentum on his... Because you can't be convincing when he's talking and he's drilling. You can see it on YouTube and that. And some yeah. people who do not know him at all will be thinking, oh, there's really bodies up there. There's really underworld bodies up buried up in that farm and there's no there. 
There's no there. It's just well, I'm hoping that app we can help clear this up, especially when it comes to bearing false witness and stuff like that on Paddy Conroy's behalf. Well, I mean, we've touched, we've touched on, we've touched on virtually everything that I wanted to discuss. I think ultimately, with with this, you know, if if he does decide that he's going to go and uh, you know uh, film it at some farm where he thinks there's you know multiple bodies, etc., it, it look it'll certainly get some hits on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Depends depends on on you know what actually happens up there. I mean, you would think. You know, you said you felt that there was police cameras at Paddy's farm. Mm-hmm. You would imagine, um, you'd have to be very naive to think that the police don't watch this podcast and watch many mm-hmm. of the podcasts that are up and about at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. You would probably think that any policeman worth his salt would probably say, well, keep an eye on that because mm-hmm. if he does go up there, we'll be right behind him. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's what could happen. You know, people say, "What's the end game to this, Steve? What do you think's going to happen?" And I genuinely think that is he covering you know, up for for himself. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, look, the, the cases that he mentions, and I, I can't spell it out anymore. We've done it. If you go to the Sears playlist on here and look for Operation Insight, mm. I go through Operation Insight with a fine tooth comb. The mm. links to the paperwork from Operation Insight. Mm-hmm. Are in there, you can go and read Operation Insight yourself. And Operation Insight doesn't involve half the things that he mentions. Um, and bearing in mind, he said he was arrested nine times over murders. He wasn't arrested nine times. He's never been arrested for any of Operation Insight. He has never been pulled in or arrested for any of it. And there's not nine murders in it. Go and look at it. One of them is intimidation and following a doorman home at Legends Nightclub. Another one of the situations in there is a missing person. I won't mention the name because I don't want to drag the family back through it. One of them is a missing person. The only murder that's in there is the well-known gangland murder, which happened uh, in Newcastle. Again, I won't mention it because I don't want to torment the family. But ultimately, there is one murder in Operation Inside. The rest of it is nothing to do at all with murder. So that in itself should tell anybody tuning in and watching that idiot on a regular basis that he's talking absolute pony. And anybody who's associated with him and thinks they're backing the right horse, I'm afraid it's like backing a donkey in the derby. It's going to mm. come in last and you're going to lose all your money. And, and, and it's as simple as that for me, Cookie. There's, there's no other way of explaining it. And I keep saying this, but I won't. Unless I've got to come back to this subject, I wanted mm. this interview to be almost me putting a full stop and underlining again. I want people to know that, you know, everything that has been put out there about me has been catalogued and kept and that my back is covered and I am clear as, you know, what, you know, what I will do moving forward if anything happens with me or to me or to my family. I'll defend my family till the end. That's my main focus. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the mm-hmm. fact that the police will be watching these videos and mm-hmm. will be watching him, according to you, you think there's police cameras up there. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'm a straight goer. I'm not a criminal. I've got no mm-hmm. seedy sexual past. I've got no abuse on my records. I am somebody who is mm-hmm. a civvy, a straight goer. Mm-hmm. And I've got no qualms moving forward of mm-hmm. you know using 
what I have at some point if needed. So I think chatting to you, Cookie, in this way and having you confirm a lot of things about your trips up there, your feelings about it, I think is massively, massively beneficial. And I think mm-hmm. I think people will have seen our relationship grow on the News of the World show that we do because mm-hmm. we, we just chat on there. And mm-hmm. I personally just want to thank you. I've done it before face-to-face. I've said it on other shows. I just want to thank you, Cookie, for, for actually stepping forward and, and just, you know, offering, you know, your opinion. And some people will say your opinion is, you know, your, your opinion is going to be one-sided. You're going to say this. But the most important thing I think people notice that I am not coercing you into anything. I'm not manipulating you. I'm not bullying you. You know, you are no. coming on and asking me, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why let's we're do done. this. You've not made no moves, Steve. I made all the moves. I made all the moves. To, to, I, I got in contact with you. You know, you just left us to my own devices. You know, mm. I got in contact with you. I suggested about two, three months ago that I should do some sort of podcast with Steve, the, Steve, uh, Stephen Sears to get this uh, all out in the open, you mm. know? Uh, so all the moves have come from me and not yeah. not, not you. So, you know, I, that you manipulated me and you tried to lead us... Uh, lead us on certain questions. No, because you know I find it difficult. I don't like talking about the Conroy family and I certainly don't like talking about the Sears family, you know. Uh, I find it very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, especially around these issues, you know. Uh, but it just discusses how jealous Paddy is of the Sears family. Why? Because they stepped over them, you know. The Sears come at top of the top of the pile and he just fell short. It's as simple yeah. as that. He fell short. I think you're right in the sense as well that he's he's starting to lose the plot. He won't have been happy seeing you and Glover on camera together. You no. know, he starts then no. threatening threatening me via a third party, saying that I'm conspiring to murder somebody. Bloody ludicrous. Absolutely mm. ludicrous. And this mm. is the this is the problem that you have with him. He's he's smoking copious amounts of whatever he's smoking and you know, he, he's just living in fantasy island. You know, if he's not mm-hmm. if he's not fantasizing about you know um, homosexual acts and depraved sexual yeah. acts, then he's mm-hmm. he's fantasizing about you know me being in the dock. And he keeps keeps referring to me being in the dock for for this and me being in the dock for that. You know, I think the way this is going, there's only going to be one person in the dock, and it certainly won't be me. It won't be me either because I I, <laughs> I fought yeah. long and hard about coming coming onto YouTube and onto social media. You know. So, and I made sure that my head's in the right place and my behaviour is definitely in check and will remain in check as well. Yeah. No, that's great, mate. Well, listen, it's been fas- fascinating talking to you again. Let's um, uh, let's hope we're not having to revisit this and come back and do mm-hmm. stuff. Let's continue mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. some some really positive content. Uh, uh, Cookie's, Cookie's YouTube link is is down below. He's going to be uh, putting together his and Davy Glover's book as well. So um, mm-hmm. I think when we progress a little bit with that, we'll we'll get back onto these kind of matters when the when the book mm-hmm. is closer for release. But that will be mm-hmm. hopefully coming out next spring. That is the plan, uh, and mm-hmm. I will certainly help them in every single way that I can but subscribe to Cookie's channel below and uh, been an absolute pleasure as always mate take care speak to you soon take care